Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. That's Joey Piper and Matt Nelson running the board. I'm Tom Nelson. And on the phone, none other than our long-lost Captain Krusty himself. Our Robbo. Robissimo Ensley. How you doing, buddy? Good hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Sounded good. I've been listening to the last few minutes of the show there, and, and uh, sounded good. Yeah. Thank well, you. Thanks for joining us, buddy. I, I We're transitioning into Coho. A move that that you've made uh, a a few weeks ago, I think it's fair to say, and and uh, so so we want you know we want the salty silver saltwater strategies coming from you, dude. What 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 do we what do we need to change up? What do we need to do? And how do we need to find these coho salmon in the saltwater, Rob Ensley? Well, I mean, our program up here is a little different than what sure. you guys will find down there, but but we're you know all we're doing now is mooching uh, for cohos and kings for that matter too. Um, and, and, you know, we're kind of looking for areas where they're pushing in. I mean, there's a couple of channels up here that they push in, uh, when they come back to our local hatchery up here, we, uh, you know, the Cloak hatchery here releases five and a half million smolts a year. And we get a hell of a run back here and, and they come in, there's three different routes they take in from the ocean. And, uh, you know, we just try to find them pushing in and then find a little point that we can set up on, you know, um, to intercept them on the way in. So we're mooching for them four ounce kidney sinker you know we run 40 pound test leader down the sound of course you don't have to run that heavy a leader but uh, we run heavy leader because we catch halibut and all kinds of other stuff along the way a couple of four rot either mustad or gamakatsu hooks and uh and and usually a red label herring or a green label uh this time of year cut plug and and that's it we're just working the working the water column um, if we're in shallow, uh, you know, yesterday we got them all in 50 to 60 feet of water, but there's times when we're out in a couple hundred feet of water and, uh, marking them on the sonar and dropping to them and reeling it up, you know, working the baits up and down and, and, uh, working the, the zone that they're in. There, there is some areas that are just completely polluted with pinks up here too. <laughs> uh, so there's times when we'll, well, I'll tell the guys, just hold your, keep your bait out of the water. Literally don't even let it touch the water. <laughs> and then we wait till the sonar clears like, okay, go. And everybody sends their baits down and gets them down, you know, say 100, 150 feet, and they can kind of get underneath the pinks where the cohos are. That, you know, that kind of goes on up here, too. There's a lot of pinks here right now. I mean, like, it can be completely ballistic some mornings with pinks, you know. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of what we're doing, you know. But in the sound, it's a little different down there. I mean, the, the shipping lanes are kind of – those things push in those shipping lanes. And it starts out in CQ, Nia Bay starts out there. And then it, it ends up in, in PA and right around the corner. Um, and usually it's a shipping lane drill unless they hit the beach. On those years when they hit the beach, you know, uh, the guys can catch them at Point Wilson and at Point No Point and over on Whidbey Island off the beach, um, you know, fishing herring under a float or casting those, those little holographic buzz bombs, uh, crocodile spoons, jigs. You know, you can catch them off the beach doing all kinds of, all kinds of stuff, which is super fun. And, and places like Point No Point stuff will just be loaded with people casting off the beach, catching those silvers on the way in. Um, 
so, you know, a couple different ways of doing it. Uh, you definitely pick up your speed for cohos. You don't need to troll slow. I mean, if you're trolling, you know, hoochies and slashers or something, pick it up, you know, three, three and a half miles an hour, cover some water, hit as many fish as you can. You just want to cover as many fish as you can. If you mark a hundred fish and can get, you know, four or five, six of them to bite, uh, you're having a pretty good day, you know? Um, so. Well, you know, I, th- I think a lot of guys would be surprised down here. Uh, I think we're going to have a, a really good coho run from what we're seeing early on. You know, we, we were catching them uh, last week. We we got one up, you know, at mid-channel. Um, mm-hmm. and a, a nice one, Rob, but like a 10-pounder. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of some other really nice big coho. We're seeing a bunch of them on the, on the sounder. Um, I think guys would be surprised if you get into them and you're marking a bunch of them. We could do a lot more mooching down here. I mean... And it's mm-hmm. so much, mm-hmm. not that trolling and getting them on flasher gear isn't fun, but mooching yeah. is just so much fun. And, and, you know, I think if guys just get out there, have your, have some rods ready to go. And Tom talks about it all the time. Hey, you get a, you get one on, maybe you get a double, you know, you're in the fish. Boom. Drop some, drop some uh, herring on their heads and get them going that way. Mm-hmm. You, you have mm-hmm. to be, you have to be, got to pre- be ready. Got to be prepared for that, Robbo. And I know preparation's a key, yeah. key part of your game and you are a cut plug and son of a gun. I shudder to think of the amount of, 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 of herring heads that you've thrown overboard mm-hmm. the, this season oh, alone. Dude. But, but oh, so are you, yeah. are you cutting them the morning of, or are you cutting them the night before? How do you prepare? I do it the day before. So when we're sitting on anchor in the afternoon, uh, hell fishing or whatever, I'm oh. cutting bait for the next day. <laughs> and so I'll get, I'll get all my bait cut up. Then I don't have to do it when I get in and I get it salted. I ran out of procure about, you know, three weeks ago. Oh. And good luck getting any of that right yeah, now. I so I, we just been running salt, uh, pickling salt. Um, and I'll put, I don't even know how much, a couple cups in there. I kind of just eyeball it. I cut them all up and, uh, get about, my little cooler will hold about 10 dozen herrings. So I'll get about 10 dozen cut, salted. I put them on ice. I filled my big Yeti full of ice uh, the night before, and then I put my bait cooler in there for the night. And uh, then the next day, I mean, we're, you know, we're burning around 14 packs a day right now. Um, so, you know, you're going to have to cut. You're going to be cutting like mid mid swing sometime in the morning because the things can get just so so ballistic. And yesterday the silver bite was, I mean, it was completely insane. It was like, it, it was full. It was like supersonic. It was completely out of control. I was telling guys, just drop beer hooks. Yeah. I can't even get to you. Just drop beer I won't hooks. even be there. Really? Yeah. They were swarming all around the boat. Just drop your lead and hooks down and, and work it up and down and, and try to catch one while I'm messing around with this. You know, we had a tangle going. We had one in the motor, uh, you know, in the little kicker motor and like, you know, it take me a minute. So I think we, we hooked two or three when they were swarming under the boat just on bear hooks. Bear hooks. <laughs> and I don't want people to think we do that all the time. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah that, can really, that can really that could really hurt my bait sales, Rob. Yeah, no kidding. That's well, bear hooks. But that's people a- look at me. You know, they'll they'll reel one up, and then the bait gets pulled off, and they're like, ah, oh, they lift it out of the water. And there's like ten silvers swarming all around the boat. I'm just like, throw it back in the water. You know, just you got a better chance of hooking one with the hooks and. Oh yeah, for water. sure. And they, and when they're that frenzied, they'll mm-hmm. you know they'll see those shiny little hooks and just take a swipe they, at they it. They do. And they're probably yeah, they they're do. probably grabbing the sinkers. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they gosh. go after yeah, the sinkers we were, too. We were reeling them up. Yes, we're running chartreuse sinkers, so we're reeling up silvers yesterday. And there's other ones trying to eat the sinkers that we're reeling up. <laughs> one with the. And again, I don't want people to think this no, happens all the but time, that, but it, right. but it's fun. It's just hilarious when it's going on. It's just like and. 
I mean, everybody's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, look at that. And it's like, and you can hear, like, stuff splashing and, like, leads hitting the side of the boat and stuff in the kicker. And then, you know, there's like, oh, I got it. Oh, God, mine's running and running and running and running. I'm like, no, dude, you're in the kicker. No, you got, yeah, yourself, a, you got <laughs> yourself a mercury kicker. You got yourself a 15-horse right there. Out of boy. That's <laughs> a good one out there. And, and, you know, we've had some year, some tough years up here, you know, during the blob years. We're yeah. tough for yeah, cohos, for sure. and now we're back on the upswing, and – this is one of the best coho runs we've seen in a long time here. And um, it's been pretty fun. I mean, they've been going strong for a few weeks now, you know, since really since early July time frame. And been fun to watch this happen. And then you never know, you might pop a big king along. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, about, what about that? And, I mean, there has to be some big Chinook swimming around oh, out yeah. there right now. Oh, yeah. There's some big kings. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the big fish on the board here right now is 51 pounds. Uh, and, um, uh, and there's been bigger wow. ones caught. I mean, Shelter Cove got a 62. And there's Oof. been some other fish in the 50s, but they don't have derby tickets. Thank yeah. God. So, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> you know. All right. Are you ready for the Rob Ensley lightning round? You ready? Go ahead. All right. Big, yeah. Biggest king on your boat. Oh, like 38 or 37 or something? Okay. Big, yeah. Biggest coho so far. Oh, gosh, I don't even know. We don't weigh cohos. Yeah, that's so I'm skipping that one. All right. Yeah. Pa- you get, that's what, a pass. You get, you, I'll give you two passes, okay? Uh, biggest ling. Oh, man, 52 inches right around there. Slug. Yeah. Uh, biggest, biggest butt. Mm, hmm. I released one about 100, I don't know. Hundred and a quarter, hundred and fifty, somewhere in there. Best artificial lure for Chinook this year. What was the lure of the year for artificials? What what was herring? The... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. That's your second. That's pass. a pass. That's it. No, right, right, right. I'm just kidding. No, it it would be spoon. We throw a lot of spoons, right. and um, I could throw a couple out. I mean, the Gibbs Skinny G, yeah. money, and then of course you know the herring aid, uh, just money. You know, so yeah. All right. And and overall, has this been an above average Chinook year? Average Chinook year or below? Below for us. Below. Yeah, I, way below. Yeah, way below. I, I would us. say Sitka was yeah. below average too, mm-hmm. and, and easily. Yeah. So so we, a lot of the same folks that were on the boat with us in Sitka, came down to you know Puget Sound with us, right? And mm-hmm. they're like, "What the hell." I you know I mean we we had to really 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 work for our Chinook and and we've had hmm? we had some pretty white hot bites for for Kings in Puget Sound and they're like it hey. was this has been probably mm-hmm. one of the best Chinook seasons I've mm-hmm. I've experienced I think in Puget Sound I mean Cer- it was it was nuts rivals Robo. rivals twenty nineteen mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it I, I think it was Good. maybe better than right. nineteen. Because we just lived at Mid Channel and the, those <laughs> bites you know Rob those bites at Mid Channel are epic mm-hmm. yeah, can be like when it's yeah. on dude yeah. you got doubles you're running down you're bouncing off the mm-hmm. bottom mm-hmm. and boom mm-hmm. it's another fish on you know 15 yeah, right 16 fish yeah. an hour yeah. Yeah. hour before tide change when uh. the current's still pumping you guys notice that when the current dies everything just dies yeah for sure yep. it just stops yep. all together yep. yep yeah same up here if current dies i mean you want to be there like halfway through the tide and get set up and kind of get going because it's, it's going to go like right before tide change it's going to pop you know, yeah, the, so. yeah. When that water's moving slow, the fishing has been slow for us. All right, buddy. So, Rob, we yeah. we we uh we do have some some text coming in here. Guys are wanting some hunting talk. So so we're gonna have to sit down and mm-hmm. and get together and and uh, yeah. you know put together a little segment where we can talk about some some fall hunting coming up here. 
Yeah, no, that sounds good. That sounds good. I'm ready. I'm ready to have my, my feet on dry ground. Trust me. I'm, I'm uh, ready to get in my crispy boots and yeah. climb up some mountains and do so the deal. So are you, is this your last month? Are you running a trip after Labor Day? What's your, and I hate to use that word. Labor Day. Yeah, is we unplug in uh, the first week of September. Gotcha. Uh, we're running right through. We added a bunch of time to our season this year. And then, um, yeah, and then, gosh, I got to get packed up really quick and pack up a bunch of stuff and fly straight up to Anchorage. And then we, we, uh, Chris Seniel and I, you know, Joe and I as mutual friend and, and you too, Tom, we're taking off into the mountains up there to chase caribou. So we fly in up there. I don't get back till middle of September. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm excited about that one. A lot of planning already taking place because we need to drive like two, three hours from Anchorage to get up to, to our airplane strip and then fly in from there. So, uh, really excited about that one. Yeah, I'm so, excited yeah. for you, man. I yeah, can't no wait doubt. to hear can't all about, about it. That. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for jumping in with us today. We're uh, okay. we're, we're gonna we're a couple of remote shows, uh, so we, we may need you to plug in and, and talk us down because we'll be at Bowie Ten for uh, yeah. for, for half of next week. So, all right, buddy. Yeah, we're give good. me a call. Good. Yeah, good. I just want to know I still have a job. That's all. I, uh, that's all I need to know. Well, so we'll if I'm okay, we're good. We're, so. we're in negotiation. <laughs> Dory Monson wants your spot. So. You know, we'll, oh, we'll talk yeah. to him. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> well, he has, he's, got, he's got about as much experience as I do now, so, you know, he could plug right in. Yeah. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> yeah. Thank All you. Right, have a great Robo. That's yeah. Rob. All right. Coming up next, the award-winning, critically acclaimed Les Schwab Tire Northwest Outdoor Report right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Les Schwab Tires, taking your safety seriously for over 70 years. If you're looking for an August Puget Sound Chinook, you need to stage your operations in Area 10, Seattle, Bremerton, and Area 11, Tacoma, Vashon Island. Elliott Bay, right here in Seattle, is also open for Chinook this weekend, and reports from Friday morning were solid until that sun came up. The Marine Area 10 quota is over 3,900, and as of the end of July, the estimated catch was 1,140, so there's 70% remaining in the central Puget Sound. Area 11 is a different story as 60% of the quota has been used, so we're hoping for a couple more weekends of Chinook at best. Area 6, the East Straits, and Area 7, the San Juan Islands are now closed for salmon angling until August 15th, when both areas will reopen for hatchery coho through September. Area 9, Admiralty Inlet, is open for two hatchery coho also through September. This summer's record return of sockeye salmon to the Columbia River has found its way to the north-central region, and that sockeye fishing has opened on Lake Wenatchee and the Wenatchee River. The escapement goal of 23,000 sockeye passing over Tumwater Dam and the Wenatchee River has already already been met, with thousands more expected to be available for harvest. The Lake Wenatchee fishery will run through August 31st with a daily limit of four sockeye. Anglers must release all bull trout, steelhead, and Chinook salmon, Selective gear rules are in effect, and two-pole fishing is allowed with a valid two-pole endorsement. The best action is usually at the top end of the lake between the Little Wenatchee and White Rivers. Look for schools on your sounder and drop the trolling motor into neutral and let your dodger swing down through the schools of sockeye. When the eastern Washington sun hits the water, drop your gear down deeper, focusing on the shady, shady southern shoreline. Sport crabbing's in full swing in Puget Sound, and it's been really solid. So here's a rundown on the schedule. Marine areas 4, 5, 6, 8, and 9 open through September 5th, Thursdays through Mondays. Marine area 7 south open through September 30th through Thursday through Monday. Open Marine area 10, Seattle Bremerton open through September 5th, Sundays and Mondays only. Marine area 11, Tacoma Vashon open through August 30, Sundays and Mondays only. Marine area 12, Hood Canal north of AOC is open through September 5th, Thursdays through Mondays only. Day limit through Puget Sound is 5 Dungies, Hard Shell. 
with a minimum carapace width of six and a quarter. Summer seasons for the, for the fisheries are also posted at wdfw.wa.gov. The Hot Fishing and Marine Area 1 at Waco is plain and simple the reason that the buoy 10 expectations are so high. To date, Area 1 reports a Chinook catch of 3,000 Chinook, which is 38% of the Area 1 guideline. Coho remain, remains white hot with 3,000 anglers bagging 4,400 silvers for a 1.6 fish per rod average. Marine Area 2 Westport reported 3,000 anglers with 840 Chinook and 2,800 Coho for a 1.2 fish per rod pace. La Push is lightly attended by only 231 anglers who averaged 1.5 fish per rod and a lot of elbow room. Marine Area 4 Nia Bay reported 425 anglers with 340 Chinook and 180 coho for a 1.1 fish per rod. Coastwide, we're at 42% of the coho quota and 51% of the Chinook number. So the goal of getting coastal salmon season stretched out to Labor Day weekend looks pretty good. Late summer shrimp days added for several areas with quota remaining in the recreational spot prawn fishery. Shellfish managers have announced additional days. These will be the last opportunities for the year to recreationally harvest spot shrimp. Marine Area 7 West will open for three days from August 18th through the 20th. Marine Area 6, excluding the Disco Bay Shrimp District. And Marine Area 7 South will open for five additional days of spot prawn harvest from August 17th through the 22 for, for August 17th through the 21st. Marine Area 4 east of the Benia Tattoo Line and Area 5 are currently open to spot prawn harvest. For a full breakdown, hit wdfw.wa.gov slash fishing slash shell fishing. Wow, that's a mouthful. Yeah, it was. Arguably the region's signature fishery, Buoy 10 opened August 1st, and while the Chinook mark rate is below 50%, the catching has been well above average. On the heels of last year's half a million returning Chinook salmon, we're looking at another 500,000 returning Chinook and 1.2 million coho being forecasted to this year. So in other words, it's going to be epic, guys. Things have tightened up a bit since last year, so here's the drill. August 1st through the 24th, two hatchery salmon daily limit, only one Chinook, followed by an all Chinook from August 25th to September 7th, a three hatchery mark coho daily limit season begins September 8th through the 30th. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Find the best in tires, brakes, wheels, batteries, shocks, struts, and more at LesSchwab.com. We will be uh, broadcasting live from Astoria probably the next two weeks. Definitely next Saturday, Lipstick Salmon Slayer. That's a, that's a pretty big event. The boat will be being run by Jerry Spee. So if you see the Duckworth Sea Beast out there on, on Astoria on Saturday morning, it's not us, okay? So don't so save the nasty texts and phone calls and, uh, you know, calls into law enforcement. Ha- hand yeah. gestures. Yeah, hand gestures, all that kind of stuff. So Jerry's going to be running the boat on that day. And then the following weekend's a Buoy 10 Classic. So we'll be down there for both of those events. And, uh, yeah, again, just absolutely can't wait. Somebody that can't wait for Monday and somebody that's no stranger to this media market is starting to have a problem, okay? Dory Monson's a radio show host that's starting to develop a fishing problem, and we are absolutely a bad influence. (laughs) Dory Monson joining us next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Well, this next person has been in uh, in our wheelhouse quite a bit over the over the past couple years. Caught his first salmon ever in Sitka about three years ago. Last year, got his first Puget Sound Chinook, and then on Thursday, 
Got his second Puget Sound Chinook, and he's coming again on Monday. He's a radio show host with a burgeoning fishing program. He he is he is Dory Monson. Good morning, Dory. How how are you? Well, good morning, come, buddy. Fish, they simply do not have a chance. If I am floating somewhere on top of the sea. <laughs> Uh, well, before we get to what we may be doing on Monday, uh, how was how was the crab feed? I believe this is the first time that, that you've uh, you, you've maybe had to cook the crabs because we've been kind of taking care of you on on the Dungeness cooking front. So, how did your crab cooking go on Thursday night? Your advice to heavily salt the water yes. was very important, and then uh, the cholesterol suggestion that Tom makes <laughs> is to take two. Sticks of butter, <laughs> yes. just say in the tent. And then you brown the garlic in that, and that becomes, mm. oh, it was something else. That's good stuff, man. Well, 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 we'll try to, we'll try to do the same thing on Monday. We're going to try to go out there and, and get you your third and maybe fourth and hopefully fifth uh, Chinook and, and send a bunch of crab home with you too, buddy. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it, it was, uh, that was a rare bad day this season from everything that I'm hearing that it, uh, it really was a we, slow day we, because we, I we, saw your guys pictures before and after that. And it's been a bountiful harvest for you almost every other day. We don't call them bad days, Dory. We call them, they're, <laughs> they're different days. That's <laughs> right. Yes. That's what I was saying though, that even if, even if you get skunked, you're out there with, a bunch of people that are just really fun to be around. And it's just, uh, you know, just that alone, the camaraderie alone is uh, what has me hooked as much as, as any other aspects of going fishing. Well, and there's folks who actually enjoy just being on the water. <laughs> um, some people like to go on, they go on sailboats oh. and they just sail around. They don't even fish and they have, you know, they have amazing days on Puget Sound. We, um, we add in the fishing and the crabbing, which, you know, you're already having an amazing day. You're on beautiful Puget Sound. There's birds and there's yeah. whales. We saw a whale. Um, you know, we're out there with a bunch of our friends and, and fishing alongside them. And then, you know, look, sometimes, Dory, it's good to have to really work for your fish. It makes you appreciate it. And, and, and I think you appreciated that 15-pound Chinook a little bit more because we had to work hard for him. Yeah, we did. Well, and then you pointed out to me, Joey, when the, uh, just offshore, at one of the points there, but it was the guy who's standing uh, probably uh, 10 yards into the water uh, with his hip waders on, and he just wanted to be outstanding in the water. Man, I I get that now. And, you know, I think about, I've never done the river fly fishing, but, uh, you know, I've always seen that. The guys who are just standing there as the water rushes, you know, around their legs, and and it always looked boring to me. But now it's it's like peaceful and it's contemplative. And I know for a lot of people, it's their prayer time when they're out there, you know, whatever it is. But uh, there's there's some connectiveness that that I truly believe is part of our DNA. You know, I know the. You know, all the talk about the salinity of the human body compared to the salinity of the sea and, and all of that. But there, there's something going on that I think people tap into something essential 
when they're out there. Oh no, Dory's become iso osmotic mm-hmm. with Puget Sound. This yes, is, but listen, Buck. Uh, yeah. listen, 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 buddy. I, I I tried to get you into a pair of extra tufts. There's no way I'm helping you get into a pair of waders. Okay, I'll do I, that though. Just, I will do that. And and yes, Dory, I have stood on the banks of a river and prayed many times yeah, for a bite. Yeah, for a bite. <laughs> yeah. I bet you have. So, the, yeah. well, yeah, but, I I am a child. I mean, I I don't want to sound like I'm this big experienced guy because. Uh, you know, you guys still do most of the work for me, and you know, to the extent where Tom's t- trying to pull on my boots for me up to this guy, I finally had to just give up on because I'm just, I'm still a Ballard City tenderfoot at heart, I guess. <laughs> Well, I, I, I wish I could have kind of seen the scene around your table on Thursday evening because it, it's so funny when people sit down around a crab dinner because everybody's all chatty and they're talking and they're kind of excited. And then when that crab hits the table, all the talk stops. And all you hear is, yeah. is crap, yum. Ooh, the ah. ultimate conversation yeah. you start, killer. You, you, you start hearing more kind of animal noises coming from around the table at that point. Well, that's because you know, every time you crack open a crab, it is the adult version of opening, unwrapping the Christmas gifts. And, and when I was when I was three minutes late, when I arrived at five oh three for opening day last year to Tom's boat, uh, and and when Tom was not happy about that, and he explained that this was Christmas morning for him. So yeah, there are a lot of those analogies, whether it's uh, you know the Christmas morning excitement or unwrapping a gift but everything's christmas for you guys i envy you guys a lot we're, we're easily entertained yeah we are all, all we need all we need is a fish swimming around the water we need the occasional sun yeah. sunrise you know and, and and flat calm waters but uh i think i think you're you're starting to see a little bit of this and when you called last week and said hey hey i am out of salmon then i, <laughs> I, I that's that's good that's good because I mean, I don't know that there's anything healthier you can possibly eat, man. And the fact that you're no, enjoying think, the bounty of the sea, is, is it warms my heart, dude. Yeah, it's very different from like what I do for a living. You know, I say every day's Christmas for you guys. You know, some days I feel with what I do for a living that every day's Good Friday for me. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I muddle through because three days later, yeah, everything's good again. Yeah. So now you are taking yet another day off on yeah, Monday to, to join us and, uh, and and our mutual friend Brock Heward and his son Titus. Okay, this is becoming a problem, though, because <laughs> uh, I, I took my wife. We went down to Vegas for three days. Uh, she, she loves Michael Buble. So uh, her Christmas gift last year for me was Michael Buble in April. So we went down there for three days. And with the announcement that I'm going out with you guys on Monday, she said, do you realize you've been on more vacation with Tom and Brock this year than you have with me? That's, yeah, uh, so uh, you're, becoming, you're becoming a bit of a problem here, okay? I, I, I think part of that problem was alleviated when she had – a shellfish dinner and and maybe a few salmon dinners and and uh, remember she's still got some halibut in that freezer too so uh, oh yeah I, I, I think Su- Susanna's going to cut you some slack as long as you keep bringing home the groceries you right? just have to produce Dory. yeah that's it yeah, the pressure's on you now right because we yeah you know yeah. how to do it now so 
Yeah, it, Joey hooks everything, then you get, let me do the fun part. There we go. It's, it's a real event. Okay, yeah. so so we'll see you at uh, see you at 0455 hours uh, down at the slip there at the Port Everett there, Dory. I will be there with bells on, <laughs> and let's go get them. Let's, okay. let's max out here on Monday. Okay, we'll do our best. Can't buddy. wait, Dory. Hey, thanks for jumping in, my friend. Have a great, oh, have, brothers, have a great weekend. You. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. Dory. Dory Monson, no, uh, no stranger to the microphone. There's no question about it. Just it's it's a hoot to kind of see all this through his eyes. Yeah. Again, oh, I, it's it's one of the it's one of the coolest things we get to do. We we take our friends and our families and and the people that we do business on the show with. We get to yeah. take these people out and and not everybody gets to do what we do all the time. And so it's just fun to watch, see it through their eyes, and see the excitement as soon as For that sure. fish hit the deck. And we gave it a little bonk, and we took some pictures of it. Dory was popping around the boat. He was singing. It but just, you it's, know. It's, it's another thing that, you know, we're, we're, we're thankful for this opportunity we have in Seattle Radio. We're very grateful for it. And we realize, hey, listen, I mean, you know, all the content that gets created during the week, we're just kind of the little, the little pimple on, on, on 710's bottom here. And that's fine. We're, we're, we're happy with what we do. But we, we enjoy all the people we get to meet and all the people we get to interact with and all the folks we get to you know, we get to take out fishing and stuff like that. And, but we're, we're, we're thankful for what we're doing. Oh, are you and, kidding? And, and, I, and, and the listener support, you know, we, we, you know, you guys helped us out. All our listeners helped us out during North of Falcon. I mean, and then we had this, the dog, the dog derby, derby and everybody helped us out with that too. So when we have our seminars, they show up in droves yeah, and they pack the place. And, and look, I, I never, this was never on my radar yeah. to be sitting in a, a radio station talking to, our fishing and hunting friends, um, but I've been doing it my whole life. Yeah, That's for what sure. I've done yeah. my whole life. You just haven't had a microphone in front of your face. No, yeah, and then exactly. I met you, and you and stuck and, a microphone and, and, in front and, of my and face. ruined your life, and so here well, we go. And I love every minute of it, man. <laughs> all right. Coming up next, the hottest report we heard all week in the techniques you need to succeed. It's RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? And it's next here on Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? He's coming back. The island of Tinian Delady. Where'd you get him, man? No way. You, you gotta tell me. I, I, I'm not gonna tell anybody. Ocean Journey Red. Hey, man, can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a life jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time for you to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the Pacific Northwest, the all-new Roy Robinson RV Center in Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete selection of Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, Travel Trailers, Fifth Wheelers, Toy Haulers, Pop-Ups, Campers, and so very much more. Check out the interactive RV shopping tool. Know how much you can tow before you go. And also check out that Winnebago Rebel, an RV so advanced it's got its own app. Chances are we're going to be broadcasting from a Class A diesel pusher down in uh, yes, down in Astoria last uh, next Saturday, so uh, yeah, and and I mean, dude, for my really where I mean, you got to look at what's going on down at Bowie Town from Astoria. You are thirty miles away from a tuna bite. You're three miles away from a white hot coho bite, or you can sneak back in the river and just grind for those Chinook. And 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 even though the mark rate is probably less than fifty percent right now, there is some absolute slab Chinook. I mean, I, I'm fully, I'm very, very confident in saying our biggest Chinook of the year is going to come from that I hope river, so. Columbia River estuary. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm, I'm jacked to go down there. And like we talked about earlier in the show, just the, the, you know, the nuclear explosion <laughs> that happens when those, those Chinook grab, uh, grab the end of your line. Um, and then, yeah, you, you know, 
you can you can pick a flat day if you're down there yeah. and run, run 25 miles, maybe yeah. 35 miles and go go get on some tune out there. Uh, we see our friend Austin Mosher. He bounces out. He catches his coho. He gets a f- limit, a five-man limit of rockfish. Oh, my gosh. Pulls crab pots. I think the limit on crab is 12. It's, yeah, it's 12, and 12. Only, they only have to be five and three quarters across the backs. And then comes in and tries to scrape out a Chinook or two. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of opportunity there down there, and it's Can such a cool fishery. Clean the five-man limit of black rocks. No, and no, I don't want to do that. No, either, I mean, we've <laughs> Oh, we've, yeah, we've, we've done, done it. it. We've done it. But, uh, no, I don't want to do that at Bowie 10. Um, and quite honestly... I don't want to go to the ocean. Not I want to fish the Not river. And you and I talk I, yeah, about that. We've yeah, just we spent a bunch of time fishing the ocean yeah. and the sound. Uh, we want to go down there and, and fish the river and, and do the river program. Right. And, and, and so I love catching Chinook on downriggers. Most of the Chinook you and I catch are on downriggers. Mm-hmm. And it's fine and it's fun and I love doing it. But you just can't compare what you see on the end of your rod to what goes on when you got 25, 30, five feet of braid on and they try to rip the rod off the side of the boat well and it's, they have they don't have anywhere to go no you know they, they can't go down they can't go down yeah you're, you're sometimes you're, you're only fishing 12 15 feet of water yeah and when when they grab it in 12 or 15 feet of water they go straight away from the boat and they go fast and, and, and that, that level that, that level wind is just slapping back and forth in the sides of the reel and and line is evaporating off that spool it's it's just hilarious man they cataclysmic apocalyptic horrifying strikes just crack cracking the cork creaking the rod holder you hear some of these strikes before you see them yeah you do and when when you you and i are on that boat all the time so we know all the noises that you are do. normal to that boat um, and and some <laughs> abnormal sounds as well <laughs> yeah. but yeah you'll actually you know you may be looking forward and you'll hear like a a little yeah. or a thunk sound and that is the that rod just getting pummeled you know in the rod holder and then like we talked about before it is it can actually be hard to get those things especially the the back rods on the bait table yes they'll just get i mean if it's pinned it's hard to get that stinking it thing is. out of there it is and but you know i and, and and i'm not a big fan of of clickers on on reels but on at buoy 10 I, I'll, I'll slip my my clicker on just because you know I'm looking at all the other rods and whatnot, and then I'll I'll get it off as we're as we're fighting fish because, you know I I mean I like to peep I like people to be spinning those reel handles fast when they're reeling and it just seems like that kicker kind of or the clicker kind of slows them down a little bit but it's it is really becoming you know absolutely one of my favorite fisheries I I, I and a lot of people share the opinion because you're not going to be you're not going to be alone pressure's down right now because. Um, it is selective on Chinook for the first time in, in my buoy 10 experience from, you know, generally we, we have, uh, right now you, it's any Chinook, but there's some concerns with regard to some lower Columbia river spawning stocks, the Thule's right. And, and so it, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a selective fishery and that's kind of got folks kind of dampened a little bit. So you can, it's a two salmon limit. You can keep one, one hatchery Chinook and one coho. But then that does flip over on the 25th of August to any Chinook, and that's that's going to be a great time to be down there too. But but we're going to be down there, you know, starting on starting on Wednesday. Uh, Monday will be our last day in Puget Sound, and uh, looking forward to it. A change of scene, definitely. It's been a great summer here in Puget Sound, and it's not over. When we get back, I mean, we're we're, we're definitely going to be all about chasing coho, just up and down the sound. 
Oh yeah, I'm I'm down to go chase some coho, especially that that stinking ten pounder got me all excited, and I'm like, geez, I'll go out and fish for how, ten pound coho every day. How did that thing eat? It was it was amazing. In fact, that I smoked the whole, you know, smoked oh, yeah. it, did our program on the smoker, smoked for an hour at 140, pulled it off, cranked it up as hot as my pellet grill will go, put it back on, finished it, and you know, a, a whole fillet. Maybe not even half of it got eaten by my wife and and Callie and her mom. Uh, so I have it, and I'm gonna make the oh, I'm gonna make the, the dip, and then I'll probably bring that I'll, out for I, uh, for Dory I, and Brock. Oh, and, <laughs> I'm gonna be digging into that myself. There, I'll 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 back you up. Though. I'll bring some smoked salmon because cool. I I got a batch. I'm head head straight. Actually, I got to go to the Marysville Schwab pick up pick up the trailer, and then uh, I got a I, I brined a bunch of the fish that we've caught, and so it's it's gonna be air dried today. And they'll be smoking tomorrow. So come Monday, I'll have some fresh smoked fish to have in the boat. Nice. Love it. So, yes. I, well, I owe, I owe a few people some smoked salmon, you know, particularly, you know, Cameron Foster, a friend that helped do, us mm-hmm. do the dog derby. And, uh, and of course, you know, Big Mike. But, but basically, the, the Palcos are invading the house. So there, there has to be, there has to be some seafood. So sure. They're, yeah. they're here for just a short amount of time. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I always lament the loss of my beloved July, right? But, this this July didn't didn't disappoint anybody, buddy. And by any measure, by by the, the the weather was beautiful, the 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 salmon fishing was phenomenal. The crabbing was very very solid. You know, I mean, it, it was we we wrung every second out of that. But by now you look at August and it's it's just a whole new set of opportunities. You know, including the, the our first hunts of the year. And I know you've got your you've got your eye on some bear hunting later on this month as well. Oh, definitely, yeah. And um, you know, I I just I got to get more fishing in before I go to the mountains, you know, and, and it's fine. Look, I, I rarely kill a bear, uh, before the last week of August, that first week of September, that's kind of like the prime time. That's when the berries are ripe. And so keep that in mind, guys, if you're out looking around, uh, you know, as we, as we get further into August, those berries are going to ripen and that's the, the prime time to be up in the mountains in those berry fields. And we have a lot of bears, a lot of bears in Washington. And, and with the loss of our spring bear hunt, uh, we need to be up there and we, we need to harvest some of these bears and kind of help, help out the, the deer population and elk population. You're allowed to, um, so get out there and get them, you know. Um, they're phenomenal table fare. Probably one of my favorite wild game animals to eat is black, black bears, specifically black bears that dine on blue, you know, our, <laughs> our, our huckleberries yeah, up huckleberries. there. Um, they are just tasty buggers. Uh, and so don't think bears aren't good to eat there. It is in my household. It's one of the favorites. Well, it's just, and it's just so stark. I mean, now it's the first, the, we're just about done with the first week of August and you step out the door at, at, at first light, which is now later, right? Mm-hmm. So we're losing daylight and you, you know, you're starting to see some fog in the valleys and you step out and you feel, Oh wow, it's 50 degrees out this morning. Right. You yeah. know? I mean, you know, all August or excuse me, all of, all of July, we're running out the door in shorts and flip flops and jumping on the boat and going. Now it's, you know, now it's, it's, it's changing, right? But it's just, it's these changing the seasons and our changing opportunities that, that is just so inspiring because it's a new set of opportunities. And then Vortex Optics shows up with a couple of rifle scopes yesterday, a new spot and scope, and you yep. start kind of looking at things and, all right, you know, it's going to be fall here pretty soon, you know, and, but, uh, but it's been a great summer and, and, uh, looking forward to a great fall. And, and, uh, as always, we're, we're very, very thankful and that, that, uh, that we're here being able to talk about these opportunities with you guys. You missed any of the show, make sure you jump on mynorthwest.com, hit the outdoorline.com or download that Apple podcast app. Give us a follow on social media at Rob Ensley, at Joey Pyburn on Instagram, at the outdoor line on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for Matt Nelson running the board so ably as he always does every Saturday morning. Joey Pyburn. 
Rob Ensley up in southeast Alaska. I'm Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line on 710 Seattle Sports Station and Seattle Sports app.